Welcome to our 100th episode of Was It Good? I'm your host, Ravi. And as always, for the 100th time, I'm joined by Krisha and Arjuna, my two brothers. Somehow, over the course of many, many years, many, many moons, many, many sunsets on the beach, we have made it to 100 episodes. We decided to do something a little bit special and kind of pick movies each of us need to watch that may or may not necessarily be in, in each other's wheelhouse. Uh, we're going to go around real quick and kind of list them off. Arjuna, what did we make you watch? I had to watch uh, Midsommar. And this is because Arjuna is afraid, not afraid, but like many people, does not particularly enjoy horror or psychological thrillers. Krishna, what did we make you watch? <laughs> we maybe watch Star Trek Vo- Star Trek Four: A Voyage Home. Avoid him. This is the one, by the way, with the whales. We made Christian watch this because he's not the biggest Star Trek fan. He is a sci-fi fan, but not the biggest Star Trek fan. I can't even consider myself a sci-fi fan at this point. And then they thankfully made me watch Mad Max Fury Road, the 2015 great, great film. Wait, it was 2015? 2015 yeah. is when what? it came out. It's only I five it was longer. It was, was only, longer. It's only five years. Uh, a film that I put off for the longest time. I think it was a long con. It was a very long con. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure of all three of us, I'll call it now, I probably enjoyed myself the most. So uh, I'm glad that you all made me watch that film. So, But anyway, we're going we're gonna to jump into this. We're also going to talk a little bit of Star Trek Lower Decks. And if we have time, talk about theories, of course, about Lovecraft Country. Game. That theory. was my expanded yeah. intro. I mean, that was, that was great. Thank you. Oh man, I'm so glad Aaron's watching this. Hasn't Aaron been trying to get you to watch Mad Max for for 15 years? years. For 15, 15 years. No, it's yeah. not 15 because it's over <laughs> five. Well, to to once again go ahead and just plug when Chris is referring. Watch. We are live on Twitch.tv/slash Was It Good for our listeners. Be sure you can definitely uh, tune in, have fun with us. We record every Monday night on that channel, and then sometime other part of the week whenever we're not busy. But yes, Aaron, uh, who's watching us on Twitch, lag and cheese. About fucking time, he says, and yes, it was about fucking time. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, I think to kind of start things off, I guess I'll go because I feel like my experience was just fun, mm. entertaining. Um, First of all, why, why sure. has it taken you five years to he watch? To yes. And one yep. of the best action movies yeah. ever made. It's actually pretty simple. Um, and I think you, Christian, would understand this. Uh, the hype. The hype train yeah. around the film. There was so much hype before the film actually got into theaters. And I had every intent to go see it in theaters. I don't remember what happened or where my life was at that point. But for whatever reason, <laughs> I wasn't able to go see it in theaters. And then it was one of those things where it kind of got put off. It got put off. But people were still kind of, you know going at me bro they were like hitting me up going you need to watch it you need to watch it and it became one of those like nagging things to the point where i was like i'm not interested in seeing this Mm. and jumping over to our chat real quick ravi (laughs) is a dick you bet your ass i am and i'm proud of it he said that he's saying you're a dick the reason you didn't want to go see it is because aaron liked it i would say that is the the (laughs) main reason it wasn't spite it was solely because you know I'm going to keep saying this, even though it's clearly one person. The hype train was there so was, big. So, so here's how we know you're lying, Raffi. Mm-hmm. Because there was actually very little hype around that movie when it came out. In fact, the only reason I went to go see it in theaters was on a whim. 
I was with some friends, and we were like, let's just go check this out. We like Tom Hardy. We had never seen any of the other Mad Maxes. I think I told you to go see it. You might have. I yeah, saw, you probably I, did. I saw it pretty early, uh, and I was like, I think I told you and mom and dad. And I told uh, Maybe part of the hype, too, was like in our family text at the time. I was like, oh, Mad Max, it's really good. Mom and dad uh, grew up when the originals came out in the 80s, so they're like, oh. With the racist, bigoted, idiot Mel Gibson. <laughs> yes, exactly. So they're like, oh, yeah, we'll check this out. And then I think they, they saw it, and you saw it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I didn't. we just saw it like we didn't even – we just like we were bored, right? So me, Dan, and some other people were like, "Let's go, let's go see this movie." So um, I'm glad I saw it. Uh, Which Dan? Dan. So, so for so for our listeners and watchers that don't know, uh, there's this recurring uh, joke we have in real life with Krishna that he only befriends people named Dan. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he we we always refer to which Dan in his life. Yeah, you haven't had a new Dan yet. We we need we need a new <laughs> Dan to kind of enter your life. And My become, current Dan is doing just is, fine. <laughs> sure, but back to the movie once again. Um, yeah, it's kind of I, I kind of kicked myself in the in the in the butt multiple times because I don't know if you guys remember this. The movie was also re released in theaters. There was a second opportunity to go and see the film. And you didn't take it. I didn't take it, and I hate that. And I also hate the fact that. There will probably, honestly, not be another reason. Like, you know, if you look up Mad Max, the original trilogy, yeah, three. Three. There are three films. Yes. There has been no real discussion about a sequel. Like, that is not true. Really? There's been a lot of discussion. Right, but nothing that's landed. Well, I mean, so there's actually two scripts out there. He wrote two sequels: one that focuses on Matt on Max, and one that focuses or focuses on Furiosa who is the Charlize uh, Theron character. And they he's had both of those. Um, he wanted to shoot them. The production of the movie, if you're not aware, was long. Uh, it, I think they Contentious. Filmed, I think they filmed the movie two years before, like maybe 2013. And it was in, it was a long edit. It was a long it was a long filming process. Um, Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron pretty much to his to this day, still don't really like each other because of the filming experience. I know they've softened their stances a little bit, but it was it was one of those it's one of those productions where if you were in it at the time, you're like, this movie's never going to come out, or when it does come out, it's going to suck. And it actually turned out to be an amazing movie. But there, there has been discussions, but because I think it was so contentious, it it took a lot of elements for it to come together. It's been so hard to do. Yeah. So. With that, I doubt we'll see a sequel. Well, you have it. You do have a, an opportunity. You, Ravi, yes. we live in an age where you could rent out a theater and have a party, <laughs> and you show the movie on the big screen. And do like, you think and it's cheaper now than it's do ever you, been? Yeah. Do you think yeah. because of COVID, I could get a really good rate on a, a whole theater for myself? Ravi, I think you could get you could rent out the entire theater, like all twenty screens, for the price of two theaters back in the day. Buy two, two get eighteen free. Yeah. And then just That's have how bad 20 is. screenings <laughs> of <laughs> Mad Max for your road going. <laughs> I must say, though, like like you said, the action is insane. The, uh, the the continual shots are amazing. The music is great. The props. Props. The, 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 the lack of CGI used is just holy fuck. Like, I knew that before obviously seeing it. Like, I knew it was a very practical, heavy film. Very little CG was used. And the CG that was used was actually done not in a shiny, disgusting way. You have to, like, look for it. You have to, like, really look for it, yeah. which well, here, is, is, which except is for interesting. The, the storm. The storm here's, is the only, like... Yeah. What was your obviously. favorite part of the movie? Ooh, man, that's... That's so bad. Oh, that's a tricky one. I know what my favorite part is. What's yours? So, 
um, uh, I think it's when they're getting ready for their first gun battle. Uh, so they're driving, and I think they're about to. It's, it's the song. It's, it's the song, and I forget the name of the song, but it's the song that does it for me. Um, I have it on. I'm gonna look it up real quick. But uh, yeah. What's your favorite part while he's doing that? Um, what is my favorite part of that movie? I think I think it's probably the. It's the the whole first act. Tom Hardy doesn't say almost any words in the entire movie. I think that same. I think that is what kind of draws me into it, is the fact that there's just so little dialogue. It's just it's one of those films where it's very action driven and it's and it's difficult to do in this day and age where you need to have both good visuals, both good dialogue to keep a, a viewer engaged. Mm. I I'd, I'd be curious you know, similar to I guess not like Wolverine, but like is there a black and white version where it's just all music and no dialogue and do you still kind of feel what's happening understand what's happening that oh, would be you totally you totally could you totally could it's such a great experience um the name of the song uh brothers in arms oh um so that that's the name of the the, the one of the songs in the um original soundtrack mm-hmm. and it's just during that song and they're like getting ready they're getting ready to like fight and then they actually do like fight and the action's incredible and do you remember nicholas holt is in this movie yep yes. it's <laughs> like there's the weird pale guy and yeah. he like sacrifices himself he has a great arc in the whole movie yeah. like he's really he's really just trying to like please the uh, uh what's his name the the main guy uh, uh fuck armageddon <laughs> yeah, no. Like he wants to go, he wants to, he wants a glorious death, right? Yeah. So he can go to the gates of Valhalla. Yeah, yeah. And then he, and then he like teams up with them, and then he sacrifices himself at the end. It's it's really a great arc, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well cast movie, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so shifting gears here in terms of obviously a great experience. Uh, I I know Krishna's story, so I'm going to save that to the end. <laughs> Arjuna, Arjuna has ha- Arjuna. I think your movie experience when it comes to psychological horrors and gore films has been interesting over the years. Sure, uh, one of the more e- interesting experiments that we did with Arjuna, actually live here on this Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash was it good, was uh, we stuck a heart rate monitor to Arjuna and had him watch It, the new uh, 2000, what was it? 17? 17 It film. Uh, 18? And we had him sit here in the dark. Sadly, we didn't have him watch it by himself, and I think we were gotten more interesting heart rate levels. That's right, Thad was Thad was uh, watching it with you, but uh, you know we, we've done some fun things there Thad with, with clowns, scary though, films. So that's why I think Thad that's why we did it. That's terrible. why we also we wanted to compare Thad. two yeah. heart rates. But what did you? Uh, what was your thought of uh, Midsummer, Midsummer, which is Midsommar, Midsommar which is not a, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's not a typical gore fest. Right, it's more of a psychological, or am I getting it flipped? No, it's, de- it's definitely more of a, uh, you know, I wouldn't straight up, it's weird, right? Because when you think of horror, when I think of horror movies, I think of that very strict formula of you have a group of people, they're in some type of setting, they get picked off one by one, you know, and it, it's some type of force or person that picks them off and they all die, right? That to me is a horror movie, and it's almost like a subgenre, but then you have like the overall horror, right? Which almost, becomes thriller like the thriller genre and this is more of a a thriller right and and thrillers have a lot of those horror elements where you have a group of people many of them die um or whatever and that's you know midsummer kind of follows that um it is it is much it is it is a thriller and the best the best horror movies to me don't use a ton of gore and like shock value right 
you know, think of the later Saw movies. That's just all about the traps and how much fake blood and like how many grossness you could yeah. do. Now, don't get me wrong. Midsommar has some very visually disturbing scenes. Um, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it. I know you guys have not seen it at this table. And I don't want to spoil it maybe for those who have se- haven't seen it out there. But it is actually more of a visually disturbing movie than I thought it would be. Mm. Um, and I, I wouldn't say there's necessarily any big, like, scare jumps. Like, you know, where I, like, jumped out of my seat or anything. But there's definitely parts... And you know it's coming. That's the thing. Like they they set it up, and you know it's coming. And I was, you know, there there was a there was a part where it's like, wait a second, this is arranged like this, and I was like, oh 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 oh, okay. <laughs> and then it happens. Um, so we got we got the question has to be asked: What was the ratio or the percentage of time where you spent going like? Like this, like covering your ears and your eyes. So the movie's longer than I thought. It's two and a half hours. Jesus, Jesus. It's, a long, it's a long movie. That's a lot of stress. <laughs> but, it, but the thing is, there, there's not too many stressful moments in mm. the movie. Interesting. Because I think it deals with a lot of kind of uh, dark um, material, especially with its main character and what she's going through throughout the entire movie. And... It, it slowly becomes creepy. It kind of slowly creeps in. Because, you know, for those who are unfamiliar with the premise of the movie, it's these group of kind of post-grad students that go um, into Europe, essentially, uh, into like a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a, a covenant or like a like an isolated group, right? That kind of live out in nature and they join the... Midsummer. It's just because someone's asking uh, what movie. Yes, it's yes. Mids- Midsommar. Midsummer. 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 They, they kind of. It's kind of spelled like Somar. Isn't it? Is it a, a Swedish tradition or? I think it's like a Swedish group that they they kind of join, and like some of the students are anthropology students, and they're kind of studying their culture. So it's like the. Uh, is it the European equivalent to the Amish? Um. I wouldn't like, say. I do wouldn't they have technology or anything? They don't like have that? a lot of. They don't have a lot of tech there. No, like. Um, but I wouldn't say they're necessarily Amish. It's just it's kind of like a weird cult. So it's a cult, yeah. like the Jim Jones cult, a Swedish commune. Swedish commune. Yes. There we go. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely an interesting movie. Very visual. Um, a lot of drugs. They do Ooh, a lot. Now do I want to watch it. They do a lot of drugs in the movie, and they do <laughs> they do a lot of visual representation of those drugs. Real quick, so sorry to cut you off, uh, Christian. Do you have any desire to see this film? Uh, a little bit. Oh, okay, then never. I was going to ask you to just rip into it because I want to see. I want to know what you put yourself through, and I also want to know when did you watch this film? It was like ten o'clock at night. When? Like how many days ago? Last night. Last night. Literally last night. So have you slept? Yeah, I slept. I definitely slept. Did you have dreams of the film? Did you wake up in the middle of the night no, and look was, in the dark? I was trying to remember. I, I don't remember any of my dreams last night. That's not good. So I don't think I did. And I don't think I did. Okay. But maybe I did. But <laughs> were there any moments? Because I remember, and this is going to sound hilarious, but I remember, I mean, when you compare Midsummer to like It, there are two different types of horror, Absolutely. right? It is gore fest and jumping out of the shadows and that type of stuff. I wouldn't say it is 
a super gore fest. Yeah, no, super, but it, there is definitely some the, grotesque things. But, happen but there's definitely sure. grotesque things that happen in, in midsummer. midsummer. In midsummer. In so, summer. but I, I guess the question is like, so with it, when I, after I saw that, and I was, and it was nighttime, I'm laying in bed, I'm looking at the shadows, being like, when's the clown gonna jump out of the shadows? Were you after midsummer laying in bed looking around the shadows, being like, "What's gonna jump out and get me?" No, because okay. because I think I think I'd be more freaked out if I went to a commune like area. So, our so if- for Christmas, the family <laughs> is going to Sweden, all paid trip. I'm skipping that. <laughs> to, to this Just cult. because, it, especially in this movie, it's like there's a lot of red flags that you see as a viewer, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of like, you guys should leave this place. It's not cool. <laughs> and I was just watching the movie. I'm like, at what point would I have left? And it's like very as soon as you got there. as soon as I got there, where there's like this person like doing this weird kind of scream. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out at that point. They have like a bear in a cage, and then there is there is one point I think like <laughs> role playing either halfway or like a third into the movie. That's part because they go there. Um, one of their friends is a is a exchange student from this commune and wanted to invite them essentially. Ah, and it's like we're doing a special festival. It's 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 only done once every ninety years. I want you guys to come and see it. And there's like one part in the festival that happens, and all the like all the people who aren't from the commune freak the fuck out because I, and I don't want to spoil it. Do they eat a dead pig? Do you, do you want me to say it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so in this commune, they view life as seasons, and every season is eighteen years. Once you get to the end of that fourth and final season, 72, you commit suicide by jumping off a giant cliff that's hundreds of feet while they all stand below. Uh, So it's an old woman and an old man. And this is one of the most visually disturbing scenes. They jump, and you see them jump. The woman lands on a rock, and her face is completely caved in. Nice. The second guy jumps, lands on his ankles, is still alive, and is screaming in pain. There's another man that comes up with a mallet and then bashes his face in and gives it gives turns to a few other people as they bash his face in. They show the visualization of like the face just smushed in. It is disgusting. Fantastic. I, I, I had I, how I watched that was I put a pillow up and kind of just watched like the edges <laughs> of the TV because it was so to me at least oh. visually disturbing i was like oh my god and then that think, reminds me of the eskimo and, tradition and that's the part and that's the part <laughs> where i was like if that happened if i was there right there and then i would immediately bolt but you're not and an most anthropologist of the, so the anthropologist characters don't there's uh, there's a couple who's from london they freak out the most and then they leave they do, do they live Damn! <laughs> when they come back, uh, I'll, I'll say this: fuck? all of the characters from the outside that were invited, besides the main character Florence Pugh, are dead by the end. That makes sense, Be- and that's part of their tradition. Bring outsiders in and kill them. Yeah, they sacrifice. They, them. they sacrifice nine people every ninety years to kind of cleanse their sins. That doesn't sound that bad. That sounds like a it's, you're being culturally insensitive. Okay, you got to give it a chance. Oh boy! <laughs> but, but there's there's some really like they gut a bear and they show the like intestines of the bear. They actually stuff like the male lead into the bear skin at the point end, and then they put him into a house with the other eight sacrifices and burn them all. Most of them are dead at that point, but like two of them are. So they bring in four outsiders who they they kill uh, and are dead. One of them had their like face taken off. Another was just like bashed in the head with a mallet. Um, 
then they had the four people that volunteered to sacrifice themselves, including two from the commune. And they're just kind of sitting there peacefully and they're like waiting to like be burned. And then they're like, they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they like get lit on fire and then they start screaming because they're like, oh, this shit hurts. Uh, and then they all burn. Yeah, wow. You know, that sounds like a fun family movie. You should show mom. <laughs> you should show mom that. Uh, good times. Well, mom said she actually used to like horror movies until she got pregnant, but she couldn't do horror movies anymore. That kind of makes sense. Which is interesting yeah. enough. I mean, horror movies put you through a stress response. Yeah. Last thing you want to do when you're pregnant is be more stressed than you already are. Yeah. It is really, I, I, I enjoy the movie. It's definitely not for everyone. It's definitely uh, long, and it's mm-hmm. definitely, I, would, I, would, I think a lot of people would classify it as slow. There's actually a three-hour director's cut that's available oh. on Apple TV, um, which I think would be. You got to watch it. I probably will, maybe it's really. I, I actually, I did That's like. Impressive. I did like the movie. Yeah. Um, and and I thought it was well done, and I am glad. I'm glad I watched it. Uh, Is it? Did it get you more into horror? Do you think you'll give more horror a chance? I've, I think I'm more into these types of horror movies, right? Because it reminds me of like I think the the interesting, well done type of horror thriller movies. It kind of reminds me of like um, they're not they're not exact comparisons. But another like well done kind of thriller movie is um, Ten Cloverfield Lane, mm. which is you know I thought a really well done thriller. Uh, the first Saw is a really good movie. Sure. The the first Paranormal Activity it, it's simple but like well done. The Blair Witch Project, you know what mm. I mean? Kind of stuff that takes because uh, I mean, Midsommar doesn't change the genre in any way or try and do anything different. But those other types of movies, you know, trying with kind of like the point of view camera and then you know maybe a, a horror movie kind of set in one place just really well done movies um this was a really well done movie uh, someone 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 at work told me that they would classify midsummer as art they were like it's it's art it's it's very visual and there's a lot of visual cues and i watched it with sahara and she's seen it who's, before. Who's Sahara? She's my girlfriend. Ah, oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, wa- I watched it with Sahara, and it was funny because she was, like, picking up on stuff, and she kind of explained it to me uh, after, like, oh, like, did you notice this? Did you notice that? And so they really, you know, I, I, I'm i a big fan of movies that really think out their cinematography and everything, right? The mm. dialogue, the cinematography, the music, everything has a, a meaning and a place and a purpose within the context of the movie. Uh, and when it's really well done... And it's not like it's not necessarily obvious, but it's not too subtle where you don't miss it. It's that kind of has that right balance. And I feel like Midsommar did a really nice job of kind of balancing that out and also giving reward to those who rewatch it. Um, cool. That makes good cinema for me. Mm. So, yeah, I liked it. Nice. And uh, that's surprising. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch uh, a movie like Midsommar like every night or every <laughs> like every week. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm definitely open to those types of movies. All right, I'll keep that in mind for your birthday. What? Huh? <laughs> I want to so, recreate a movie as a live experience. So speaking of movies, yes, Krishna, you watched a movie. I I was forced to. We were all forced to. You guys held a gun to my head. We did not hold a gun to you. You might as well have. You had to watch a Star Trek movie. Yes. Star Trek IV, A Voyage Home. And I'm just going to ask you right off the bat. Is it <laughs> the greatest Star Trek movie you've ever watched, or is it the greatest sci-fi movie you've ever watched? Those are your two options. You can't pick anything else. Um, okay, so from the very get-go, you know it's going to be... Horseshit? Actually, that's not even true. Because like, I think the, one of the op- first opening scenes is like, um, like there's, a, there's a, a, a trial... 
you know, there's um, they're like, we're gonna bring in, we're gonna bring in the crew of the Enterprise to stand trial, and they make it sound like and there's a Klingon there, and he's like, they they killed us, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I haven't seen any of the Star Trek movies. I haven't seen the first three, so I don't know what led up to this, you know, this mm. preamble to a trial. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. There's, you know, there's some stakes here. Cut to the Enterprise. Um, they're on a Klingon ship, and they're you know they're coming back to Earth to stand trial, and lo and behold, they probe. <laughs> you know, the solar system or whatever, wherever it is, and basically starts evaporating all of Earth's uh, water. Uh, and they figure out very quickly that because there are no, no more humpback whales, they've gone extinct <laughs> because of the cruelty of mankind back in the 20th century. So you're saying this is a... Hi, hi. Oh, I, <laughs> he's not done yet. My main issue is right here in the first 20 minutes. I just want to point out... has been recently been resurrected, right, yeah. from the last movie. What do you want to say? When you were doing this, uh, for those who are watching, Kush was kind of doing the live long and No, I'm not doing you that. You were. You were. No. I saw your hands. You're like this. No, my. You were like this. I, didn't, I don't want to. For those watching, Christian was doing this. I was not. They, Spock, right? It's supposed to be the smartest character in the universe. Spock decides, um, oh, no, like uh, this probe is, is, is destroying the earth. You know, no. We're not going to figure out how to interact with the probe to get to stop doing that, right? We're not going to figure out how to evacuate people off of Earth. His first thought is we have to travel back in time, uh, take two humpback whales from the 20th century, bring them back to the present moment, put them in Earth's oceans so that the probe can communicate with the humpback whales and stop destroying Earth and then leave. That's his first thought. And Kirk is like, okay, let's do it. Well, I don't see anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like you have so many resources, you have so many people, you have all that brain power, and you come up with like the most, the most complicated, unnecessary, like, like uh, I, I understand that they only have so much time, right? But how can how can the the most effective way to treat this problem be time travel? Like right off the bat, in this Klingon ship. That you know they that they that, that I don't even know how they got it. That, apparently, that's from the last movie. I would. Assume. Well, how else were they gonna get humpback whales? Why is getting humpback whales? Why can't they one destroy the probe? Two interest. It's why, super powerful. Why the can't they? Why can't they figure out a way to interact with the probe? Why can't they recreate the whale sounds and talk to the because talk the, to the probe? They need the whales. They need physical. They don't <sighs> understand the language. The language is too complicated. It's just. It just. It's still just. It's. That right there just seems like a giant leap of faith. And they did it in 10 minutes. They came up with that plan in 10 minutes. And we have to travel. So what, you time. wanted it to be a 30-minute plan? Kirk Kirk, <laughs> Kirk was like, okay, it's time to time warp. I'm like, they have time warp? What is this, Power Rangers? Like, We're going to be talking about Lower Decks in a little bit, but I think they said it perfectly in the Lower Decks episode. It's a movie. They have a higher budget. They can do cooler movie they things. Don't have a high, so they don't have a higher budget because 75% of this movie takes place uh, in San Francisco in 1986. To me, clearly, the movie didn't have a whole lot of money because that's why most of the movie takes place without not in space. So they don't have to worry about props and special effects. Maybe they just, clearly, maybe they just wanted a more personal adventure after having such big epic pieces with the Wrath of Khan and um the wrath of khan the wrath the wrath the wrath so we got toby uh what did you say toby Maguire? Ty- toby Maguire. Maguire. i don't know Maguire. Uh, uh, so they end up they end up in 19 like i assume 86 san francisco the year that they filmed the movie the year that they filmed, i assume and uh and they proceed to mess with time on an epic level they bring back a woman 
uh, a uh, humpback whale biologist to the present day. They, 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 people see the spaceship. They see their Klingon ship. They, um, the Dr. McCoy get, like, cures a woman of her uh, kidney issues by giving her a thing. Like, there's just so many issues with the time fabric of time travel. I understand this was made back in the day. I understand that Star Trek doesn't always take itself very seriously. I understand, in fact, that they destroy several conventions of sci-fi several times an episode. I understand all that. It just blows my mind because I'm also w- currently watching um, the greatest time, uh, time travel show ever made, Dark. So to go from watching Dark that handles time travel about as well as you can to watching uh, A Voyage from Home or A Voyage Home, whatever it's called, Star Trek Four, where they basically take time travel and shit on it as hard as you can. As a friend of the pod just left a comment, they wanted to save the whales. This was a passion project for Nemo. I understand that. I understand that he wrote this. So movie why don't you? And that it was all about environmentalism. That 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 that's that doesn't that's, that doesn't let it off the breaking hook. news. It's a terrible uh, here on the was it good hundredth episode. Christian Ramgopal <laughs> does not care about the environment. <laughs> I hate. He doesn't whales. care about the whales. I hate the fucking whales. We need to get a. Uh, we <laughs> need to get a, We need to get a very a very simple shirt for Christian. It's going to be white. And then in just really simple font, it's just gonna say "fuck the whales," <laughs> and it's gonna have just a dead whale on it. No, I want dead. I want a dead Spock on Hell Ratchet. I can't tell you that. Because wow, because he, he is dead. No, that's actually a terrible thing. I take that back. Ooh. Um, the movie is awful. How did it get an eighty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes is just an arbitrary thing that someone could be just have been tricking you for years and years, like me. I created it. I mean, it's the most mind-blowing part is that I went from having to watch that to watching Lower Decks, where the episode is about a fake movie on their holodeck. Which and is that actually is just episode, funny. It's funny. That movie was better. That, that movie in the 23-episode of Lower Decks was better the 23 minutes. than the two-hour piece of shit. You, also have to, you, you know, there's a lot of movies, and we don't talk about this enough on this podcast, but... That are bad. A, there's, no, no. There's oh. a lot of movies and TV shows that are made for a very specific time. Yeah. And I no, think I, you, I get that. I think you can make the argument a lot of these Star Trek movies are very timely. They're very, they're very much made in the, for the time that can they were made Can you honestly sit here and tell me that's a good movie in 1986? I don't know. I wasn't alive in 1980. I don't know what came out in 1986. I don't know what That's cinema was like in 1986. We have to look up movies. You're right. You're I right. cannot answer that. Uh, I need um, to, I'm going to look up movies. I'm going to look up sci-fi movies that came out in 1986. But it's, hard to, it's also hard to tell because, remember, tastes and everything are different. We talked about this a few weeks ago with Spider-Man 3, right? I haven't heard of Spider-Man 3 movies. was panned in 2007. Aliens. Aliens okay. came out, and that's a great movie. Yeah, but that, that, but that is a that's that's the exception to the rule, right? No, you know it's it's considered a classic. It's considered a one of the one of one of the better movies that's ever been made. Yes. And how many of those do you have that come out every year? A handful. I understand that it's hard so. to it's harder to make right. good movies than it is bad movies. I get that. But this movie is epically bad. Either epically way, epically bad in twenty twenty, according to Christian Ramgopal, I hate whales. Yes. Uh, no, I think. You, you hate whales, Krishna. Just admit it. You, 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 you hate you're it. Doing, you're doing a disservice. So, I think this was bad back then. Real right. I can't confirm. And they did give it an 81%. It makes me question 1986 a whole lot. And I will not be time traveling back to 1986 to figure it out. That just seems like it's a missed opportunity on you. What do you mean? Either Ooh. way, either way. The one, just, the, one thing, hold on, the one thing that's interesting that I want to throw out there in terms of the Star Trek time travel history and so forth. <laughs> 
So they went back in, to 1986, obviously, to you know San save Francisco yeah. to save the whales. About 10 years later, a group from the Star... Or actually, Voyager goes back in time as well to 10 years later from that point to 1996 where they go to Los Angeles to try and stop uh, some time travel bullshit as well. So time travel happens all the time, man. Sure. It's a great, it's a great catalyst, and it's very, Wait, very what were you important. talking about? Time travel. Time travel in, in the in Star Trek universe. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, uh, I don't watch Star Trek, so I can't call You do. You watch Lower Decks. That's part of Star Trek. You are officially... They haven't officially done watched. time travel yet. Yeah, not yet, but that's going to inevitably happen inevitably, in either yeah. the finale next week I just wanted, or season two. I just want to read some of the titles of the sci-fi movies from 1986. Yeah, let's hear it. Breeders, Evaders from Mars, uh, The Clan of the Cave Bear. Wait, what is this? Terrorvision. These are just some of the titles of the 1986 sci-fi movies. Chopping Mall. Chopping? Like chop. Chopping Mall. Yeah, like Chop. That's pretty good. It's Short good iteration of words. Uh, maximum Overdrive. Space Camp. Howard the Duck. The Howard trans- the Duck? Wait, wait. The Transformers, the movie? Yes. Yes. Oh. Wait, the are Boy you, Who Could Fly. Are you sure Star Trek Four came out in 1986? Or are you just assuming because that's the year they traveled to? No, it did because it's on this oh, list. okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I looked it up because Ravi was like, "Was this is this movie older than you? And I had to find out. Because also at the beginning of the movie, there is a dedication to the crew of Challenger, which yes. also unfortunately had its accident uh, same year. Mm. 1986. So, mm. anywho, Christian didn't like it. Let's move. You know, those were the three main movies that we decided to kind of cover. Three wildly different films. Yeah. You know, one which was a production nightmare, um, but ended up being a classic, in my opinion, visually amazing. One that made Arjuna put a pillow up to the TV screen, that made Arjuna realize that cults are probably bad, mm. though I would hope you thought that before. And then third and lastly is a, a, a classic sci-fi film that involved, you know, environmental hippie stuff that Christian is completely against. I'm not against environmentalism. Uh, <laughs> the movie was bad. That's it. But you know, a hundred episodes. I think that's really, really cool to kind of wrap things up here for this, you know, hundredth episode. Let's uh, keep the Star Trek train rolling here. Mm. You know, bring it back to the present after Christian obviously watched a, a film that is now. Holy shit, 34 years old? Yes. Damn, 34-year-old film. Anyway, we got uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, obviously, we were born on early this week, so we'll talk real quick. Episode 8, episode 9, nine. you know, the season's done after this, this coming week. Um, Christian, you immediately watched Lower Decks after yeah. uh, episode 9, after... You watched the Star and the, Trek. The film. irony is not lost on me that Thank they had you. A, that they had a film. A film. That they had yep. a film in the holodeck. Yep. Uh, which is great. And I, I don't know if you heard it because you might have been a little bit busy, but that film in the twenty-three minutes of, I, I would have rather have watched that film, like a full-length version of that film, than the piece of crap that you well, guys. Well, they're making me to they're make. making fun oh, of well. a lot of the J.J. Abrams stuff. Oh, too, absolutely. That movie. Well, especially with the long glory shot of the Enterprise, so the lens flares. So hold on a second. With the the ship, the the excuse me, the the shots of the Cerritos in the lower decks is also making fun of just the classic Star Trek films. Because at, what happens, Christian, at the end of Star Trek Four? Oh, yeah, they come up on the uh, Enterprise. They come up on the rebuilt Enterprise. It's a bunch of glory shots yeah. of the stupid and all, ship. And they're all, like, like orgasming in the, the shuttle on the way to the new ship. Yeah. 
because they're making jokes. They're like, oh, I hope it's not the... And I forget what ship they named. And that thing's a pocket well, of Well, and it's, it's the joke, right? Because the, the ship's already always heavily upgraded and they have new weapons and, and new technologies that don't exist before. I was reading an article about, like, there's a Star Trek movie that introduces, like, terraforming on, a, like, a whole planetary scale in one of the early Star Trek movies. And then, obviously, in the J.J. Abrams movies, they introduce transwarp, where you can warp from anywhere on Wait, any Wait, are you talking planet. about the Genesis weapon? The Genesis weapon, but then also in the new Star Trek J.J. Abrams movies, right? Remember they introduced transwarp really early? Where Wait trans- a second. Transwarp, and you can... You can um, warp, warp while planet in. to planet, like planet onto a moving ship, or planet to planet, and in in essence, you would never need a starship unless you need to explore new places. Hmm. So we have we have warp, transwarp, time warp, but all those things are only available in the movies, which is that great joke that's made in the show, yeah. where he's like, "How did you beam everybody off like that? It's a movie. It's a movie. You, you have to do it. A, a bigger budget." Hmm. Yes. You can make stuff up, which is great. Um, but going back to yeah, episode eight, episode nine, still I think two very really good meta episodes where there's poking fun at Star Star Trek. It's still very much within that Rick and Morty wheelhouse of making fun of oneself and the the silliness that people take way 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 too seriously. Uh, is there anything in particular you guys found? Um, that stuck out in either episode eight or episode nine. I, th- I liked that they were both the traditional genre episodes of holodeck and trial. You know, trial um, for last week and then the holodeck one for this week. Uh, I know they did like a half holodeck episode a few a few weeks ago with um, the weird AI thing. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping he was going to come back or sneak in yeah. uh, to this one, but maybe that's for season two. Badgy, badgy. badgy that's, that's right. right. Uh, it was great. I, I really loved the cameo from the actor who played Q uh, being in episode eight doing the voice at the end. Mm. I thought that was nice. It's like technically the first crossover that Lower Decks has now done in, mm. with any of the other Star Trek properties. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Q makes sense. He's this weird cosmic guy, and they really lean into him being like Ooh. the weird jester man. Yeah. So I trying, thought, to, trying to play chess or something? Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was fun. And, um, yeah, I really like these episodes. They put, I think, both of them put the four main characters all together, which we haven't really had. And I think you got one of the, even though they got split up for most of, you know, or parts of the episodes, I think it's really strong when you put that whole lower deck crew. Uh, I think they're beta, they're what they're beta or gamma team is what they're they're technically called um, together, uh, just because I think it 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 creates stronger episodes, which you saw these last two weeks. Mm. Yeah, I I enjoyed them a lot more than Star Trek four. The whale one. <laughs> I enjoy Spider-Man 3 more oh than I enjoy Spider-Man 3 is not a bad movie. I agree with you. Um, it's I, actually good. It's, I, don't, I can't go that far. It's entertaining. And Lee it's good. far more entertaining than the piece of shit I was forced to watch from you heathens. To kind of wrap this up uh, officially, this 100th episode here, let's give a couple of theories for Lovecraft. We're not going to dive too much into Episode 7 because in a couple days we've got Episode 8. I think recapping 7 real quick, the big one was we got motherfucking aliens. Yeah, we finally got aliens. Uh, we, got, we got a weird and tr- and, and time, trans, world, something travel. Dimension. Yeah. Dimension was travel. It dimensions? Like, we don't, we don't really know. know. But, I mean, the big, the big thing that I think a lot of people are trying to decipher is what the numbers meant. Um, I thought you had an idea. My theory is their coordinates. 
because right. that is the only thing that maybe makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. But like, it doesn't make co- sense coordinates either. Coordinates for uh, location in space and time. Yeah. That's, I, I, that would be my <gasps> so only on the theory. F- on the four axes, the fourth sure. dimension. Sure. Yeah, it's right here. Yeah. This coordinate. If this is a line and this is not, then <laughs> this. <laughs> uh, very scientific of you. Wow. Uh I don't know. I mean, Lovecraft Country has just been since day one. It's been what really it, keeps you off balance. Yeah, very much off balance. I feel like similar to Watchmen, it's going to start coming together. It's going to start making sense. The questions are going to be answered finally. Um, having an episode that was primarily about um, Hippolyta was, I think, awesome. Yes, because she is an interesting character. She is a genius. Clearly, she. Unlike, I think, most people plucked out of, like, the 1950s and stuck in this weird sci-fi thing and then consciously moving through different bodies. Like, she holds her own. She gets it. She understands what's happening, which I think has been great. Um, If I had to look ahead in terms of what's going to happen, who the fuck knows? (laughs) Like, I I, I think it's hard. I mean, I think the biggest question for me coming out of the episode, and I still... And confused by it and and think about it is, you know, she has that final scene kind of with the the alien overlord uh, at the end. And she's like, you could stay. And she's like, no, I got to go home for my daughter. And then there's a flash and we assume, okay, now Hippolyte is going to come out of the portal. She doesn't come out of the portal. Tick comes out of the portal with the Lovecraft Country book by George Freeman, a.k.a. Uncle George. And there is no sign of Hippolyta at all. Um, The only... The only clue we get to her is under the cop that she shot is the comic that her daughter made, and the blue-haired space lady looks a lot like she did in her final uh, destination um, That when she went through the portal. So my question is, where is Hippolyta? I, my theory is this. She's on her way. Mm. So I, 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 and I think I said this as a joke after episode one or two. That the end of this show is going to be very endgame, where you're going to have all these different factions who have learned things come together to defeat probably the wizards, right? Um, so I think what happened is uh, she's like, I've got to go back to be with my daughter. She's going to arrive, in, I think, probably in the last couple of episodes to offer some kind of assistance, help, um, you know, a la Captain Marvel. Uh, Tick, I think, went on his own journey, and I think we're going to get flashbacks of that in the next episode. Like, he went through his own thing with the portal. We're going to see how he got that that book. Um, so I expect the next episode to be a little bit more of, like, a flashback episode. I think the next one is not going to be flashback. I think it's going to be in the flash pre- forward. It's gonna, oh. Well, flash forward in the sense that I think he's going to end up in present-day America. Like, he's in 2020 America. You think that's where he is right now? I think that's where he goes or to. Ends up? He When he goes through that portal, oh, oh. that's where he goes. Really? For I don't know... Why? Partly, I think it happens there because he comes back with a book, yeah. the Lovecraft book. It looks old, and it looks like it's been around for a minute. And we know that Lovecraft as a book, you know, is by what's his face originally. Well, yeah, the show's based off of a book called Lovecraft Country, but yeah. a different author, not H.P. Lovecraft, but another author is what the show is based off of. Oh, but I, it's not obviously George Freeman. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I forget off the top of my head who the author is. It's me. Um, it's not. I wrote it. Yeah. 
I'm rich. Either way, we'll see in a couple days what where this is going. We've got after we've got three three episodes three episodes left. I'm sure it's gonna be a cluster, but it'll be definitely interesting. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that is gonna. Do it for us. Wow. 100 episodes, guys. 100. I've never stuck with anything this long before. That's uh, besides school. And that's only because I had to. I didn't enjoy it, though. This I've enjoyed, you know, about 50%. You've enjoyed 50 of our episodes? Yeah. The 50 that I said yes to. I feel like there's more or less. a lot more. Anyway, thank you for, once again, listening. Thank you for, you know, 100 episodes. Um... It has definitely been interesting. It's been fun. We're going to continue doing this until someone says, please, for the love of God, stop. And even then, we'll probably still do it because... Free country, bitch. Exactly. Exactly. How many Avengers will there be by the time we get to 200 episodes? Oh, mm. Don't even do that. Don't even do that. Mm. Actually, don't, don't if we average that. once a week, 100 is just under two years. I'm going to say zero. Wow. Okay. Uh, it'll be, uh, we'll probably get an Avengers movie in like three years. Like, uh, like on our 101st, 201st episode is when the Avengers, the next Avengers movie will come Avengers out. We'll five. just miss it. Mm. Yeah. Thank you again for, for listening, for watching. Once again, we stream this podcast live on twitch.tv slash was it good. Feel free to jump in, be part of the conversation. We do have the Mandalorian series coming up shortly. Uh, that kicks off, I believe, October 30th. Mm. Uh, and there and around that time period, we will have Fun giveaways week to week. Maybe some Mandalorian-related stuff. Maybe some stuff from Season 2. So definitely make sure you follow along on Twitter as well at Was It Good and on Instagram, Was It Good BTM, to make sure that you're up to date for our giveaways and all that fun stuff. Also, real quick, if you like art, check out the Creative Bazaar.com. They're having a cool live fair on November 7th where they'll have a lot of how-to stuff on Everything from textiles to metalwork. So really cool. Uh, definitely check it out. Also, I have nothing to plug. This is the end of my sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>